0: I was going to, but that does not want to really work. I guess it's wrong in. Somebody's obviously taller than I am. Look at this. Come, let's pray for this man, okay? Jesus, I want to thank you for this incredible friend. I want to thank you for this partner in this ministry, partner in life. I thank you for who he is. I thank you for who you created him to be. So full of energy, so full of life, so full of love and compassion for others, willing to go anywhere and chase the one single individual down with your love and grace. Thank you for his creativity. I pray you speak words of wisdom into his heart tonight, that he would speak to us, that his words would be your words, that they'd pierce our hearts and challenge us to grow closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him some love. Amen. Hi, guys. All right, two things. For real, two things. One, did anybody else not realize how old Adam was? just me? Even I was like, 50? Wow, okay, that's awesome, dude. That's cool. I, I hope I, I'm as fit as you are at 50. And then second off, this is a real thing right now. I need to know. Um, does it look like I got dressed by my four-year-old or five-year-old today? Does it look Yeah, I'm a grown adult. I can wear whatever I want. I'm going to take this off. That's okay. I'm taking it off because apparently I feel like that's going to be more of a distraction because some of you are like, Oh, please, please, whatever you do, don't wear, oh, that's a terrible combo. I didn't even realize it. I just was like, oh, look, a fun shirt. And I'm just an adult. I don't know. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, uh, man, you know, so we've been going through this whole series about beautiful resistance. And it's, what, it, what it is, it's our way of combating culture, right? What does it look like when culture rears its head up and says one thing and how we respond to that? And so today I kind of want to talk to you guys about YOLO. Oh yeah, YOLO. The YOLO culture. First off, you guys. I, I hope you know this. You probably know this. This is. I don't think it's going to be anything new. But YOLO culture. What is it? YOLO is this acronym, and it stands for "You Only Live Once." Has anybody ever heard of that before? Like half of you really, or the other half just like, ah, uh, no, I only live once. I'm not going to raise my hand. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, but the reality is, is that this idea is not just a phrase. It's not just an acronym. It's actually a mindset. It's an actual cultural mindset. And what it does is it implies that you're supposed to enjoy life and, and let loose. I mean, it, it says that it says that it's this free kind of lifestyle. Do whatever you want. You got one life, so pull out all the stops. It's all about you, so take, take, take. That is the mindset of YOLO. And so I I was like, let me see what some fun memes are. So check this out. Memes. Check out this meme. False. You live every day. You only die once. I'm like, Dwight's great. Oh, Yale. I can't even say it. Look at that. Yeah, you. Yeah, sounds silly when you say it too. Good. I like that. I just, I didn't even think it was that funny. I just really like Bill and Ted. So, excellent. <laughs> excellent. There we go. Because it's Jesus, and he lives, tw- whatever, I thought that was great. And, uh, <laughs> BRB. <laughs> so, and you know, the reality is there, there was tons of different random uh, uh, memes about YOLO and this mindset of you only live once, and what does that look like? The problem with YOLO, and you can take that down, that's, that's cool, but, you know, be right back. Um, the problem is that when it comes to this mindset of YOLO, the the problem is that there's no boundaries there's no boundaries when it comes to it so YOLO turns something like it turns a blatant disregard for thinking through an action and not really considering any of its consequences it says like hey this is a model for all you young reckless irresponsible people like hey since since you only live once, you get to enjoy life as much as you possibly can, and even if that means you don't care about your future and you don't care about consequences. Now, okay, I will be real with you. In in this defense, the YOLO hashtag has gotten some random stuff all over the place. So, if you like social media, hashtag YOLO, uh, there's it's all over the place. Like, for instance, sometimes there's like it can be really harmless. Like, sometimes it's like changing up my breakfast this morning. Hashtag YOLO. No, oh, okay. Sometimes it can be like ironic, you know, like go into the mall, hashtag YOLO. Sometimes it can even be like adventurous, which is kind of cool. Like, oh, uh, got up enough courage to finally try karaoke the, for, for the first time, you know, hashtag YOLO. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? And and in these cases, I think the reality of of Yola, I don't think there's anything wrong with that mindset of doing what you love and enjoying something. And You know, you can learn a lot doing and trying new things. Matter of fact, uh, King Solomon, this guy, he's really cool. And in Ecclesiastes, he writes this in 11.9. He writes, You who are young, make the most of your youth. Relish your youthful vigor. Follow the impulses of your heart. If something looks good to you, pursue it. But know also... That not just anything goes. You have to answer to God for every last bit of it. This guy, he's he's the wisest king of all. And his, his attitude, his mindset towards this YOLO culture is... ...enjoy your youth, relish it, try new things. But remember, there'll be a time when you have to answer to God for everything. See, and that part is the part that YOLO culture doesn't agree with. The culture instead engraves in us this sense of sensuality and recklessness which is why you get phrases like going home with a cute guy hashtag yellow with a yellow attitude it's all about consuming it's a mindset of i want to get what i want aren't my actions yeah you know what, they, 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 they probably can bring about disapproval of other things, but the reality is, it's okay. I mean, it can be justified with just an acronym. YOLO. I mean, hey, I, I, am I going to go to this party where I know some, some questionable stuff will happen? Am I going to try this drug because my friends are doing it? Oh, am I going to steal this, this tub of ice cream? Yeah, will it end well? Probably not, but YOLO. And that's the mindset taking bad risks, shrugging off consequences, and just doing whatever pleases you in the moment. There's a big problem with that. The problem with that is that our actions have consequences. Good actions, bad actions, they all have consequences. They have, they have consequences that, that have a lasting significance. You know, believe me, look at the Garden of Edom. Right, you had Adam and Eve. God gives them all this amazing stuff, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And then they blow it royally, I might add. Like the big one. So much so that the fall happens because of this. An action has a consequence. And this biblical principle of sowing and reaping is still true today. They were selfish. The one thing they weren't supposed to do. They're like, yeah, but that's the thing I want. And there was a consequence that happened to that. They, they sowed bad things that reap bad things. And in Galatians 6, 8 through 9, this is what it talks about. It says, whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And then it goes on some more. There it goes. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up, whoever sows to please their flesh will reap destruction. Have you ever noticed that your flesh doesn't care about what will happen? Have you ever noticed that your flesh only cares about right now, in the moment? It, it, it's like your flesh it refuses to see a little bit further because if it could, if it, if it could, it would realize that's not good. I mean, I think about, like, the Bible. I think about people in the Bible and how if they had just let their flesh take over, how drastically it would be. Like, Like I think about Joseph in the Bible. Joseph is one of my favorite characters in the Bible, right? Here's this guy. He gets thrown into this pit. He gets sold into slavery. He starts working for this guy named Potiphar. And he actually, like, starts making his way up his ranks. And Potiphar leaves. And uh, I just imagine Joseph there and, like, Like, Potiphar's wife at one point, like, advances on Joseph. It's like, hey, you know. And in the Bible, it's super cool because Joseph does one of the coolest things I've I've ever, ever. He, like, looks at and, like, sees a situation. And Potiphar's wife is trying to get with him. And he's like, ah! And he, like, stops what he's doing, turns, and runs. And I love that mindset. He, like, sees sin. is like, no. You know what I mean? It's like. Cause, Cause I like, I think about like my flesh. Would my flesh be like, I don't know, would I struggle? Or you know, but no, Joseph was like, no, and gets out of there, you know? But I can imagine if we just stop and thought for a second, what if this YOLO culture had taken over his his heart, his mindset? We would have we'd have Joseph and he'd be like, oh man, she's coming on to me. Eh, YOLO. Just hops in bed with her, right? What? I mean, wisely, he had more fear of God and more respect for himself to do that. And his story now is one that we get to look at and we get to glean from, we get to learn from. But I say that and, and knowing that some of you guys in here have this, have a mindset of your own that says, yeah, but this is my life. And I, I, I want to do what I want. I can do what I want. And you know what? The reality is, that's true. That's true. You, you can do what you want. But that's not always good. See, 1 Corinthians 10, 23 says this. says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. What is this saying? Not everything we can do is something we should do. And you all know what I mean. Not everything we can do is something that we should do. I cannot tell you the amount of stories I have in my life where there are things I probably did, which I knew I should not have done. Really bad stuff. So I was like, what was I thinking? You know, I think back. And I'm like, what was I? But hear me, hear me, because... In those moments, sometimes we can get caught up in this mindset of like, I just want to try new things. I want to do new things. I want to be adventurous. And that's great. And listen, trying new things, that isn't evil. That isn't inherently bad or anything like that. Matter of fact, it can be really awesome. It can grow you and build you. But the reality is that the type of things that this YOLO culture focuses on do not generally bring glory to God. You only live once, so we use it as an excuse. We want to consume as much as we possibly can. And this gives me an excuse to do it. But you know what? I'll tell you, it's not hard sometimes. Like, like you're in those situations, you're like, man, what are I? Sometimes it's common sense. Sometimes it's like, what do I do? Common sense says, okay, that's, that's not good. But other times it can be kind of hard. For real. Sometimes it can be difficult. And you're like, what? I'm unsure. I'm not sure what to do. Get this. You're not doing this alone. Besides friends, family in here, you know what you can always do? You can always go to the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm not not sure what to do here. Maybe ask yourself this question. Would this reflect how God wants me to live? And if you answer that question like, nope, probably don't do it. Just being real. And, and, And I say that knowing that when I say that, it buys into this idea of what culture tells you about Christians. I I say that because for for some of us, we've been told over and over and over again that God is this cosmic killjoy. God is not a cosmic killjoy. Or as uh, Party Thor would say, Party Pooper, right? Party Pooper. God is not this Party Pooper. Now, culture will tell you, hey, hey, you know what? When you start following Christ, you know what's going to happen? It's all about rules. Got to do this, got to act this way, got to say these things, got to be this way. And it's no fun. And that's, if we're honest, that's what culture tells us. We've got to realize that culture doesn't understand. The world is, they just don't get it. God sees more of the big picture than we ever will. And the reality is, if he says, like, hey, here's my parameters, and if you start going outside my parameters, or maybe the Holy Spirit nudges you and says, ah, you shouldn't do that, you you should listen, regardless of what the world says. Regardless, because he has the bigger picture. And you know what? Here's the secret. The secret is, when you live under God's plan, it leads to more freedom than you could ever imagine. It leads to more freedom in God's parameters than the world ever tells you. So in Genesis, Genesis 1, God gave. It says, then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They'll be yours for food and all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and the creatures that move along the ground everything that has breath and life in it. I give evergreen plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. God gave. God gives good things. And we can get bogged down in the thought of thinking like, "Well, oh, I can't do this. I, I, I want to do that. Why, why, why? But God gives so much greater things than we could ever imagine. The problem is that this world is constantly trying to experiment to find their way to happiness. Their way to what they think happiness is. And, and they all they try all sorts of things. They they consume, they consume what money if I just had more money. Some of us think that. If I, if I just if I just had more fame. More, more freedom what I think is freedom maybe maybe more sex more comfort if I just had more popularity oh if I just had the, the newest technology or or maybe if I just if I just had the, if I looked a certain way I acted a certain way then I would be happy and this is culture is constantly throwing this at us if we're honest this is a real thing that we have to deal with and it's so it's so weird because The answer is literally already laid out in the pages of the Bible of what it looks like to find true happiness, to find true joy. As a matter of fact, right off the bat, one of of my favorite things is: as we're told, do not store up your treasures on earth. Like it's not about stuff. Because moths and vermins, they'll they'll destroy it, but instead, store up your treasures in heaven. And in John. In John 10, this is what it says. It says, uh, this is Jesus talking. And he says, I came that they may have life and have life abundantly. I love that. I love that. Jesus himself is like, no, no, no. There's so much more than what this measly world can offer. And people want to be happy. But they're running in the exact opposite direction of what Jesus tells us. And that's why there's so much pain and suffering, confusion. You see, YOLO says, do it. Like, consume and, and, and experience everything before you die. And you have to do it right now because this life, that's all there is. That's all there is. And so you gotta do it right now. And you have to do it right now before you die because when it's over, it's over. But that's just not what God says. That's, that's not, see, you see, Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the grave. He died so that we could have everlasting life, a life after death. And what we do today truly affects our rewards in the future. We're told to live life with the end game in mind, focusing on the kingdom. And here's the thing. That's hard to do. That's hard to do, and I'll tell you why. Because of another acronym that if I'm real with you, gets me all the time, and that is FOMO. Anybody know what FOMO is? Yes, some of you? The fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. I struggle with FOMO. If I'm real with you, I do. And this is the reason why my wife does not like going to restaurants with me. And if you ever go to a restaurant with me, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you straight up. Because you get the menu and you're like, oh, man, I don't know. And I'm the guy who, like, I'm the guy every time we go to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, this, maybe this, flip, flip, oh, maybe this one. I don't, don't go, don't go to, like, Cheesecake Factory. They have everything. And I, I never know what to get. I'm freaking out. And the, the waiter or the server comes, they're like, are you guys ready? And I'm all, I, I'll be ready when, after everybody orders. Because I don't know. And so then ultimately what happens is I have this fear of missing out. Like, if I get this, I won't be able to get this. And what am I going to do? And I stress back and forth until finally they're like, it's your turn. I'm all, ha, ha. I literally told people, I just need a few more minutes. And, <laughs> and my wife's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is, I do. I struggle with the fear of missing out. And I say that because this mindset of YOLO, you only live once, captures our hearts with the help of the fear of missing out. It's this, it's this mindset of a desperate restlessness. That just says, you've got to squeeze every last drop out of the pleasures of this quickly fading life. you got to do everything you possibly can. And, and you have to do it right now. And if we let it, if we let that mindset kind of take hold of us, the reality is, we kind of start to become... A prisoner of it. We kind of start to become like, I, I can't do enough to satisfy all this stuff. And we live a life thinking we will never, it's, we're not, it's just. I and mean, you know what's funny is this mindset of YOLO. I say it, and you know, for some of us, it's been around for a, a little bit, I think. But it's not a new thing. Actually, it's been around a lot longer than you'd imagine. It's been around for a while, this mindset of you only live once or do what you want. Or I, when, I remember when I was in high school, the phrase was carpe diem. Seize the day. I remember it on my yearbook, carpe diem. Like that was the thing. We, were just, we had like a thing like a bucket list, right? Like what are the things you're going to do before you die? And this mindset of you have to do these things. Zit. all about consuming, all about consuming. So how do we as Christians respond? How do we respond to this culture that says, do it, do it now, do whatever you want. All right, so first, we need to remember, we need to be careful, we need to trust in God's will. Ephesians 5 says this, because you know, That the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do, whether they're slave or free and masters. This is Ephesians 6. I was like, that does not make any sense to what I'm reading. Is there a reason I can get, is there any way I can get Ephesians 5 up there? Yeah? One second. Okay. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. All right. On my phone. I just read it to you. I like left my phone back there assuming I didn't need it. So Ephesians five is really good, I promise. Um, well while while we're figuring that out. Yeah, that's good. All right. So while we're figuring that out. Let's dodge Oh you're amazing guys. All right. It's eight through eleven. And then 15 through 17, because I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Down there, 11. Okay, I see 8. Eight's there. Are you ready to work with me a little bit? Yeah? yeah? All right, here we go. Oh, nice. You guys are awesome. All right, here we go. This is Ephesians 5. It says this, which is going to make way more sense, I promise. Okay, so it says this. It says, so. Here's, how, here's how, we're supposed to respond. Uh, remember, we're supposed to respond by remembering, being careful, and trusting in God's will. For you were once darkness. But now you're light in the Lord. Just talking to Christians. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out whatever pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. But rather expose them. And then in verse uh, 15 through 17. It says. Magic. There it is. It says. Be very careful. How you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. How are we supposed to respond? We first remember who we are, remember who we're called as children of God. We're supposed to be careful, noticing that this is a real thing that we have to deal with. And we're called to trust in God's will. And understand that the Lord's will, this God's plan, it combats the life of consumption. It combats this idea of me, mine, take, take. And instead, it replaces it with a life of giving. Second thing we can do, Is we can put ourselves in the right perspective. See as Christians. We're heirs to Christ. Remember. Who we're called. Christ. Right. The guy we just sang a whole bunch about. Jesus. The creator of the universe. Think about that for a second. We're we're heirs to him. Right. And he's the guy who created everything good. Everything perfect. And if we remember this can kind of laugh at the, at the fact that this world is offering us this puny promises. If we had the right perspective, I mean, it's like the, the world coming at us to be like, you have to have this, take this, take it, it's the best thing in the world, and it's like a thimble of like all the worldly joys you could possibly get. And, and if you had the right perspective of understanding God's promises and God's goodness and joys for you, it's like looking at it and going, I have been given an ocean of joy and you want me to settle for a thimble of worldly stuff it's it's almost comical and we can't we can laugh at it like what's wrong with you you crazy if we believe that the only pleasures available to us are are those that we can pluck from this short life on earth we're missing how great wonderful and satisfying and joyful God's everlasting life is for us we're missing it if we settle for something so in the moment as Christians we believe in a glorious resurrection we believe that Jesus went to the cross that he died That he took on all the sins of the world and he died for our sins, for your sins, for my sin. He took it on so that we could have everlasting life with our Heavenly Father. And and this is crazy. The Bible even talks about how when, when we accept Jesus in our hearts and say, Hey, you know what? I'm following you. That we actually die with Christ and then are raised with him. And if that's the case... That means we don't only live once. This whole mindset of you only live once doesn't apply. As Christians, we don't, we don't, we have eternal life. We don't only live once. We are are visitors here on earth. This is, we're sojourners. A sojourner is somebody who is foreign, is like a foreigner to, to a land. If you think about that, this is not our home on earth our home is in heaven our home is with Jesus and if that's the case if we're settling for for what this world has to offer we're missing out on so much this isn't our home 1st John 5:11 says this it says and this is the testimony God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. YOLO culture doesn't apply to Christians. You only live once? We don't have to buy into that. So the world tells you it's about you? Hey, you only live once? So consume as much as you can? Well, let's look to Jesus. And we can combat that with looking at what Jesus did. And Jesus gave we can combat that with a life of giving just like Jesus did so we're going to we're going to respond and if I can get the band to come up i want us to respond this idea because the reality is you guys all know what i mean like this isn't something new to you. I, I don't think. I, I really think that you, you know exactly this mindset of a YOLO culture. And you know exactly what it feels like to have this breathing down your neck saying, well, you need to do this. You need to act this way. You need to live this way. And you need to do it right now. And I, I don't think that's a secret for anybody here. Junior high, high schoolers, I don't. But I do think it's important that we remember who we are. And maybe, maybe tonight you're in here and you're like, I'm not. I don't call myself a Christian. Hey, I'm glad you're here. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Can I tell you that your your hope, if you can put your hope in Jesus, all of a sudden, so much more joy happens. If your hope is in this world, it's gonna leave you, it's gonna leave you empty. It's gonna leave you dissatisfied. And if you were to live a life completely, a YOLO culture, you'll only live once, so just consume, take it all in, do whatever you want, don't care about tomorrow. Well, you're going to reap what you sow, and the flesh reaps destruction. And guys, I, I wish I could tell you. I've been doing youth for a long time, and I've seen youth who have decided, nah, this Jesus is it for me I, I want to have my own freedom and I want to do my own thing and they start walking on this path and you can s- it's like they're in it so they can't see but man you can see the destruction just following their lives and it's not till years years later when all of a sudden they go what am I doing I bought into this this false lie of what the world says will make me happy You tonight. If you're right there, if you're like, ah, I don't know, I, I feel like my heart is running after all the things that the world says will make me complete. Could you in this moment combat that? Can you in this, moment, in this moment give your life over to Jesus? See, Jesus is our ultimate example. He literally gave everything. He gave his life Would you stand with me? We're gonna pray. We're gonna worship. And if God is is working on you, maybe has, you you know there's some stuff in your heart that you're like, ah, but I feel this, and I I, I realize that there's some truth going on in my heart where I'm at, and I'm believing. Then I want to ask you to be bold. I want to ask you to be bold, and maybe talk to your neighbor, maybe go find one of the leaders. we don't we don't have to act a certain way for you to love us and you don't have to be a certain way for you to forgive us god And thank you for your freedom yeah your your freedom yeah you do say hey live this way because this is what's going to give you your best life and god you tell us to give when the world te- says take so i pray that you would help us help us to be a people that give Thank you. We trust you. We praise you in your holy name. Amen. Let's worship.